2: Greenie with Mike
0: Greenberg, the podcast. Week 18 of the NFL. What is on the table for teams trying to make the playoffs and teams trying to improve their seating? It is Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin for Greenie today on ESPN Radio and on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Courtney, good morning.
1: Good morning. How's the snow? I heard it's not too bad here. Lot. It's like
0: every time I talk to you about weather, I I and this is me projecting, mind you. You see okay? the
1: smirk on my face. No, like, it's see- not even
0: a smirk. And <laughs> it's a, a justifiable smirk. When you grew up in Chicago and you live in Minnesota, I feel stupid talking to you about weather. And we didn't get anything here. I, I, I went to school in central New York, where lake effect snow is just the three worst words in the English language. This is three inches. This is nothing. We're fine. Anybody who's complaining about it, go elsewhere.
1: (laughs) I'm all for it. I mean, as long as it doesn't affect anybody's commute or anybody gets hurt in car accidents, having to stay the night on the road, I am all for hearing about people's snow probs.
0: (laughs) Be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. College football bowl season Wrapping up, fans, they're hyped for the national championship. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. And, Courtney, we begin with some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. I'm fascinated by a couple of scenarios this weekend, and I'm interested to get your take. Because we talked about the NFC yesterday and Troy Aikman's assertion that it could potentially be wide open right now. I can't remember looking at four or five teams thinking it's wide open, but at the same time having real genuine concerns about teams that are 11-5, and 12-4, going into the playoffs and wanting to see them play well. And I genuinely feel that way. I'll just start here about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I actually have questions. I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady, but I actually have questions, and I want to see, uh, despite the fact that they're playing fine and beating bad teams – I actually want to see them play well going into the postseason to really try to have a feel if they can do this again.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they're playing the Panthers at home this week, so we all have to take that with a grain of salt and what the outcome of that game will be and be like, okay, if it's a blowout, of course we're going to feel good about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And everything that happened this week dealing with Antonio Brown, that aside, what does their depth look like at the receiver position now that Brown is not there? Remember, he was activated off of out of his suspension to fill the role for Chris Godwin when we find out that he has a knee injury and that requires season ending surgery. OK, so now what does that look like for the Bucs going forward? When did they get Leonard Fournette back? Does not feel like it'll be this week? I know he returned to practice and that's a great sign, but I do worry about them in the overarching sense that they haven't played their best football in the month of December the way that they did last year. Remember, they were 7-5. and five, They go into their bye, and it's like, oh, man, sky's falling in Tampa. They've got five losses. We don't know if they're a Super Bowl team. The, the, the switch flipped at that point. Now I'm not saying the switch had been like turned off this year, and that it's like a different a different Tampa Bay team, but you got to think about where they're at at the moment. You know, with the losses that they had to New Orleans a couple weeks ago, um, you know they lost to Washington earlier the season. The back to back losses with the Saints and Washington were feel like a really long time ago, but man, that was a close game that they played against the Jets on Sunday, and they were able to escape MetLife with a win. But, man, what happens now going forward for a team that is still left with this question of how they're going to fill the biggest role potentially they have on offense?
0: Yeah, and and it's a little bit nuts from that standpoint. And and I'm surprised by that, that that I would genuinely look at them and want to see something. Uh, I'm genuinely curious about the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow night. What are they gonna look like going into the postseason? we have talked ad nauseum about them being the most complete team yet I have yet to find people who have genuine trust that the Cowboys can get home here.
1: Yeah, and and for and for good reason too. I mean they're playing the Eagles, both teams are already in the playoffs, but they're seating at stake here. So you, you serve the Dallas Cowboys something up on a platter to be like, cement your case. Show us that you're the number that you actually deserve to stay in that number two spot they'll probably disappoint you because that's just how that's how things work and you know I I I look at this whole playoff picture and I've I've got in front of me excuse me they're in the four seed they were in the two seed last week and then they lost to the Cardinals so that shows you how quickly things can change here um offensively and I know that we've talked about this with Dak Prescott he's back he looks because he was making plays with his legs uh and it was his feet that he hadn't done those games that we thought is he still a little injured how does the rest of that offense come together here down the stretch of the season when you're going against a division a division opponent that's trying to lock up its post like, you know better seating for itself in the wild card round? And all that's at stake for Dallas defensively? Are they still that same defense that we've seen all season? What does that look like going into the final game of the year? What does that look like week 19 when the playoffs start and they're playing in the wild card round?
0: The best game of the weekend, I think we could we would both agree, is Chargers-Raiders.
1: Yes, so uh, on, much on the line in this one with that seven seed. Yeah, and
0: uh, talked about it a little bit yesterday, Courtney, how disappointed I am in the Chargers in what they've turned out to be this year, yet somehow I can't quit Justin Herbert. I can't quit the Chargers. I want to see them get into the postseason because I'm actually very much of the belief that they're still capable of of putting together an interesting run in the playoffs. I I just look at them, and I, I don't know why it has not come together. Uh, their run defense has been awful all season long, yeah. yet I still can't quit them.
1: Yeah, and, and this is a game that like the winner goes to the playoffs. Like It's the best Week 18 high-stakes game where one team that wins goes, goes to the postseason, the other stays home, and you've got to think about The win streak, the three-game win streak that the Raiders are on right now, they were all but out a couple weeks ago. And then then they started, you know, then they beat the Browns. And then last week with the win that they had over the Colts, that was very much a considerable upset. Like, they are in a really good spot right now. And I think the overarching story with this team is how on earth are we even still talking about them as a playoff team considering everything that this group went through this year? Their coach resigns mid-season, the tragic incident where they have a wide receiver kill a you know kill another individual because of a car accident, like there's so much there that this team had every excuse to fall apart, right? And yet we're talking about them right now locking up the seven seed, which the Chargers, that's currently where they sit. And they can be so inconsistent. We call it Chargering in the NFL world. (laughs) sometimes, Sometimes they're really good, like in that game that they played against the Chiefs earlier in the season. And then sometimes they do weird things, like lose to the Houston Texans. And I love Justin Herbert just like you do. He is magical to watch. I love watching him throw the deep ball but sometimes i just can't figure out like is it all there is he still learning this is like you know why do i get so frustrated with him like that's just kind of where i'm at right now and defensively I mean, I'm already looking at free agency for this team, being like, you're getting a new nose tackle, you're getting a new outside <laughs> linebacker, you're doing this, that, and the other thing, be that run defense is atrocious. Oh. And, oddly enough, a lot of teams don't run on them nearly as much as they should. I don't and know That's why. what I
0: don't understand. So bizarre. It, it is just bizarre. Like, I, if the Raiders don't run as much as they can on Sunday night on them, like, that would be enough for me. I, I think Rich Panacea has done a great job, as you were talking about, with everything they've gone through this year. If you're not running the football enough on Sunday night, like that would be grounds for me, and they lose the game because of it. That would be grounds for me to not bring him back, even though they're in this situation. It is absolutely nuts. It's been Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. There is so much to cover on this jam-packed football Friday. It's Chris Carlin and Courtney Cronin in for greeny presented by progressive insurance progressive makes bundling easy and affordable get a multi-policy discount by combining your car home motorcycle commercial auto and more all your protection in one place bundle and save at progressive.com so what has the experts outside of us really looking at uh... The games this weekend and wanting to get questions answered, or something that would sound like actual English when I was saying it. In other words, we are going to ask Rob Ninkovich, who will join us in just moments, what he is looking for this weekend and what intrigues him the most going into Week 18. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Greeny, the podcast.
3: Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Week 18 this weekend. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin
0: in for Granny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. ESPN NFL analyst Rob Nikovich joins us right now via the Goodyear hotline, making plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven rob i feel like at times we're almost contractually obligated to start with the new england patriots with you and that's okay because it is a curious situation here with the patriots i I, i'm very interested to get your take um on where they are right now headed into the postseason and how you feel about the patriots the confidence level especially in the quarterback
4: i mean I, i think that you always have to have confidence knowing that the Patriots will be well-coached and in good situational awareness. like They're going to not put themselves in poor spots when it comes to how to be um, in the playoffs. We see teams every single year have bad clock management or miss a field goal at the end of the half that comes back to bite them in the butt. So I I think that they'll be good in that sense. Um, But my only concern is having a rookie quarterback, We all understand it's very hard for um, any quarterback, let alone a rookie quarterback, um, going into the playoffs. And offensively, they're a great running football team, pounding the football, time of possession football team, long, methodical, drive football team. But in the playoffs, we know it is vital to score quickly when you have to score quickly. And if they're playing a team like Kansas City, um, like Cincinnati. We've seen Cincinnati go on this um, massive run of scoring and, and putting up big numbers. If they have to score, can they score quickly? I think that that's going to be their biggest problem um, with Mac Jones and offensively the weapons that they don't have. I don't think they have that quick score ability. Um, and that might be an issue for them in the playoffs. That's my concern for the Patriots.
1: New England travels down to Miami for the Week 18 finale, and it kind of feels like this Dolphins defense is a perfect playoff tune-up for Mac Jones and the Patriots offense. What do you think's like the biggest thing they can glean from this Week 18 matchup?
4: Well, I can tell you from playing down in Miami, it's really tough um, in the last week of the year, and we always seem to have trouble. And Yeah, I say we because when, when we would go down there, You're not used to that humidity. You're not used to the weather. Um, There's something about that stadium. It just takes the oxygen out of your lungs. I don't know what it is. Um, It's definitely a tough environment. And, um, you know, we've slipped up a few times down in Miami. And it's not going to be an easy game, I can tell you that. The Miami Dolphins are not going to play the Patriots any weaker now that they're not in the playoff hunt. So I anticipate a really tough matchup for the Patriots. They're going to have to... Get ahead early, play from ahead, set the tone early, because if you don't and you give them life, they're going to be, they're going to be in this one. So I, I think it's a tough matchup. I think the Dolphins um, are definitely in a mindset of let's, let's mess up the Patriots seating. Let's try and put them in a bad spot going into the playoffs. I, I truly believe um, that they were, they're, they're going to play the Patriots really tough.
0: ESPN NFL analyst Rob Nikovich joining us on the Goodyear hotline. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny. All right, Sunday night game Chargers and the Raiders. Rob, in this spot basically it not basically, it is you win, you're in. Who do you like in this spot?
4: I like the Raiders. I really do. I, I think that they have been resilient. They have been um through the ringer when it comes to just dealing with situations throughout the season. You lose your head coach, um, having to deal with a lot of different things that, that came with that. Um, I, I really like Carr and his leadership. I, I think their defense, I think Oakland, or Oakland, every time I do that, the Vegas Raiders defense, to me, um, is the better unit. And you got a guy like Max Crosby, who's their, their pass rusher. Um, I, I just look at the team as a whole. The Chargers have a really hard time stopping the run. The Chargers defensively have struggled all year. Um, so I think that the Raiders get it done and get themselves in the playoffs.
1: Another team that's already in the playoffs, but looking to improve their seeding this week, that's the Philadelphia Eagles. And when I look at their whole season and think about where they were after they played the Raiders on October 24th, they're really at a low point. It feels like Offensively, they were in a rut. They couldn't figure it out. And since that point, they've won seven of nine games. What do you think has been the key to their turnaround within that window?
4: Well, I, you know, they, they got some health back. Um, you know, Lane Johnson, I think, is a, a huge piece to their offensive line. Um, early in the season, he was out. Um, he missed a few games. So you get Lane Johnson back. You have you know your your young quarterback is playing. Good football he's able to move the ball well he's playing confidently um so i just think the eagles have kind of quietly gained some confidence as the season has progressed um i I think that they have a young quarterback who is the future in that city now that they can they, they understand they can build the roster around him and go out and get some key pieces um so I think that really it's about confidence, consistency, um, getting some pieces back that are leaders on that team, and I'm picking them to beat the Cowboys.
0: Rob Ninkovich joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. When you look at the, um, the NFC as a whole, Troy Aikman was saying this uh, the other day with Adam Schefter on his podcast, that uh, he feels like the, the NFC is actually wide open. How do you feel about the NFC?
4: Yeah, I feel the same way. It definitely seems to be wide open. Um, there's not really – you think about the Packers are really the clear cut, and then then you got the rest. And, and it's kind of just you don't know who you're going to – you don't know who you're going to bet on based on one week they're good, the next week they're not. Then you think that they're on their way, and then they lose. So it, it seems to be an up-and-down, wide-open – Um, division and the only clear-cut team in my eyes are the the Packers basically that's it
1: yeah one of those teams that seems to have those same issues even though they are on a five-game win streak right now Um, and I just can't buy into them that's the Los Angeles Rams I mean they are the two seed at the moment but I just worry about Matthew Stafford in the postseason he's thrown quite a bit of you know interceptions this year especially down the stretch of the season they've been able to win in spite of him are they one of the teams that you fear going into the postseason that they could be headed for an early exit because of the quarterback play and if so how do what's their workaround for that with that defense
4: yeah you know the thing that concerns me about the rams um basically is they they start slow they do not start fast and we've seen stafford throw more interceptions than, than you would like in intercept, pick sixes, you know, last week throwing an interception. And when you get down 10 points, 14 points in a playoff game, it's really hard to come back from. It's, it's not easy. The other team that you're playing is, is a lot better than these these teams that you can get down and kind of work your way back in the second half. That's not really the case uh, when you're playing better football teams and better matchups. So yeah, the Rams, if, if they don't start fast and they don't have a great showing in the first quarter, I think that in the playoffs, they can be beat. Yes, definitely. So they can turn me and staff are definitely taking care of the football. It's what it comes down to in the playoffs. You cannot turn the football over or you will go home early.
0: Rob, last one for me. It's ESPN NFL analyst, Rob Nikovich joining us. Um, I'm curious as to what actually matters in Week 18 outside of the teams that are, that are going to the postseason. When you're on a football team in Week 18 and you're trying to round into form, what matters? Does it matter if you're playing well going into the playoffs? Does it matter if you're rested going into the playoffs? Or is it simply just individual to each team as it is?
4: Well, football is about consistency, and there's no magic pill or potion that you can take that will make you just turn it on, and that is kind of the misconception I think some people have when they look at a team. They're they're like, oh, well, in the playoffs, they're just going to turn it on, and in the playoffs, they'll just start clicking, and that's not the way football works. It, it's hours and practice and timing and just the way that you have chemistry with your quarterbacks and the receivers and the offensive line. And when you see teams go into the playoffs and they're not playing well and they're not cohesive and they have penalties and they have bad football and turnovers. And um, those are the things that get you beat bad football gets you beat. And when you don't have a team that is necessarily playing well together as a unit, then you get beat. So I really think that this last week is about trying to play mistake-free football, clean football. When I say clean, not, not having penalties, holdings, illegal procedures, false starts, um, just all those little things that can put you behind the down and distances and the, the, long, the longer down and distances. It's really hard to win when you're playing behind the sticks. So um, playing smart, playing um, situational football, good, smart situational football, and, and taking what taking what is given in front of you and taking advantage of what the other team is presenting, that's what it's all about. So, you know, these teams that are going into the playoffs, they're, they're going to really have to continue to work on themselves if they want to get to the Super Bowl. And everybody else that's not going into the playoffs, honestly, they're just trying to stay healthy. They're just trying to get through this last game you not have a season, uh, a, a ruined off season with an ACL or some type of bad surgery. You know, if you go into this last game, you have to have surgery or something. That's like one of the worst possible scenarios for a lot of these guys that might be going in the free agency, might be um, looking forward to just getting them on a beach somewhere. And you don't want to have to go have a surgery. So a lot of these guys they're they're kind of half in half out, trying to just make sure they stay healthy.
0: Rob Nankovich, awesome stuff, man. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks.
4: Thanks, guys. Take care.
0: Rob Nankovich with us on the Goodyear Hotline. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of Hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 silver unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Chris Garland, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny. And uh, this is always something that I'm... I don't know what it is, Courtney. I don't know if it's because I'm not a glass half empty guy. But I always, I tend to look for flaws more than I tend to look for strengths. So it fascinates me to talk about which teams I'm actually more worried about as opposed to which teams I feel great about when I'm going into the playoffs and going into this weekend.
1: It makes sense because at this point of the year with the added game, we now have 17 instead of 16. You're worried about health. You're worried about how teams are finishing down the stretch of the season because you're trying to project okay which teams are going to go the furthest when it is a one and done elimination scenario which is the playoffs and I I'm the same way I look at this slate and I know that we disagree on the NFC whether it's wide open whether it's not like I just I think there's like two teams two and a half that can go into Green Bay and beat the Green Bay Packers and we said that yesterday would be the Dallas Cowboys probably the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even though we have questions and we are worried about them going on the stretch of the season and how they look in January, but it's Tom Brady. I think they'll be okay. And my half would be the San Francisco 49ers, but hey, they could be out of the playoffs this weekend, which is the wild part about it. But I think it's because there are so few teams that you feel like this team is going to be fine and they will cruise because unlike, I don't know, Unlike other sports, like one seeds in college basketball and the NCAA tournament, right? Like we usually are looking at what the final four looks like when they project the entire field and saying, okay, that one seed, I'm not going to be worried about that one seed because look at all the teams that they have to go through. They'll be okay. The NFL is different in that sense where it's only, they're only like one or two teams that you're ever like, okay, there is close to flawless as can possibly be in a league that is constantly affected by attrition, injuries, um, you know, wild play, you're one turnover away from a game being a completely different outcome, schedules, the whole thing. And that's why I think it's more fun, actually, to be a cynic. You should try it sometimes. Like, oh, okay. listen,
0: I, I, I want to be glass, a cynic.
1: Take the glass-half-empty approach. It will never disappoint you. Set the bar low. That's what I do when I look at this NFL playoff field for both the NFC and the AFC. I'm like, man... I can poke a lot of holes in a lot of these teams because more of that a lot of them I think are more even with each other than the ones that stand out as yeah, they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay in January.
0: Yeah, look, a lot of times I'm accused of being Nuno negative, so to speak. I I call it Nuno negative for me because Nuno's on the show and it's just it's just easier than Nancy negative, I think. But you know, listen, I look at things uh, even though I like to think I'm an optimistic guy, maybe I'm just not. So with that in mind, I look at the Cowboys this weekend and overall, and that's the team I'm actually worried about the most, and it's it's silly that this is the case. And I wish that I could say it's because of something that I feel tangibly, but it's more of the intangible. It's more about what they have been about over the last 15 20 years which is when they have that really good team they find a way to lose a bad game and in the playoffs especially like i still think and it's not fair to this team i'll agree i i'll cop to this it's not fair to this team to hang what happened with aaron Rodgers a few years ago on them right now yet does anybody not believe that the cowboys as as much of a complete team as they are, are 100% capable of just blowing it based on history of this organization.
1: I mean, has there not been the case this year to be made that they kind of blew it early on? They start out 6-1, yes. and one. they've got these historic offensive numbers, they're blowing the doors off teams. Everybody's
0: excited because they I'm, should have won week one against the Bucks.
1: Yeah, and it's like, okay, this is going to be the team. And then midway through the season, they disappoint you and they show you, wow, they are flawed. And yes, Dak Prescott did have the ankle injury. They were worried because it was in the same same leg, same foot as the, as the injury that he had earlier this year. Um, or excuse me, the one that he had last year. And it's like, okay, what version are you going to get when he comes back? And it didn't look like the same Dak that was fully healthy to start the season. So of course the offense struggles and you're wondering okay can they get out of this rut that they're in in the month of November and it looks like they have right now but are we going all in on that win that they had over Washington a very not so good team and saying okay we're we're fine with this because they just lost to the Cardinals last week like let's not forget that like we you got to win a lot of games right now at this point of the season, Week 16, 17, 18, to be confident going into the playoffs, even when you already have your playoff seeding locked up or your spot in the playoffs locked up. I mean, remember, this weekend when they play a very, very different Philly team than the last time that they played them, they could either finish as the two seed, they could finish as the three seed, or they could finish as the four seed. And there are a lot of scenarios that go into that. Like, Dallas is still playing for something here. Yeah. They're playing they're playing to be able to have home games. And so That worries me because any time there's a lot of high expectations and a lot of hype around this team, they usually don't meet them. And I'm not a Cowboys fan. I know Cowboys fans listening right now are like, yep, she's exactly right because I feel that disappointment every year when I get my hopes up about them.
0: Yes, and then there are the delusional Cowboy fans that just assume that this is going to all be fine because of the way things have gone, not unlike Bubba. Would you classify yourself, Bubba, as a realistic Cowboy fan or would you uh, classify yourself as a delusional Cowboy fan? Oh, I mean, realistic, because we have the best quarterback, wide receiver, coach, defensive player, you name it, we're going all the way. So, so you I think are it's proving that, I if, think in it's fact, realistic. you are the delusional one uh, as opposed to the realistic one. Pretty realistic. Is Micah hmm. Parsons not the best defensive player?
1: No, I, think, I think he is. He's not he's Aaron pretty Donald, great. but he's- He's been amazing. Yeah, yeah.
0: well. Yeah, mm. uh, you lost me on the other side. Is stuff. Mike McCarthy not the best coach in the NFL? No. <laughs> No. Not even uh, no. close. He's not the best coach on this show right now. Let's <laughs> call it that way.
1: Well, the- I think the big thing when you look at Cowboys fans and the delusion, if we want to call it that, and I'm not calling it delusional at all, Chris is. It's yeah. all on him. Um, yeah. But it's just like this team hasn't won a Super Bowl since 1995. Like, can we just like keep bringing that point up when we talk about this team and the expectations? I mean, we don't have we have, to. we have been here before. <laughs> Year after year when they have good teams and teams that look like they're ready to make a deep postseason run, they still haven't won a Super Bowl. It's very, very difficult to win a Super Bowl and they get to the Super Bowl. They haven't been there in a long time. So that's kind of where I always go, where I want to temper my expectations about this team because I've seen historically when we've got excited about Dallas teams where they've come up short once they actually get into the postseason.
0: It may be unfair. But I am hanging the history of the franchise, especially in recent years, on this particular team until they prove otherwise. Maybe unfair. Fair. Listen, I think I think it's fair. Okay, deal with it. If you think it's unfair, deal with it. Deal with it, Bubba. I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. Sorry, Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. When are players ever going to learn? that they actually cannot win a war against the fans. One player last night in a major market once again proved that you're just not ever going to do it if you're upset with the fans. You never get the benefit of the doubt, and he's learning it the hard way. It's Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.
2: Far sideline, half court left, 1.5 to go, tie game at 105 to Barrett, one dribble, right wing three for the win, Baker is good, he banked it in, Barrett banked it in, and the Knicks have won the ball game at
0: the buzzer. The great Eddie Cohen with the call on 98.7 ESPN in New York City, R.J. Barrett winning it for the Knicks, they now sit at 19 and 20 on the year, they were down 24 in the first half. 24 to the Celtics in the first half, and came back and won. Evan Fournier, Evan Fournier, what a nice little change of pace to have 41 last night. Yes, we can. My goodness. But after the game, the story was all about Julius Randle, who, Courtney, um, it's mind-boggling to me where players feel like they can make a gesture toward the fans, as he did after hearing the boos in the first couple of quarters and he makes a play, and he gives the fans a thumbs down at Madison Square Garden, and then after the game asked about it, just said, yeah, what I meant was shut the blank up.
1: Yeah, not going to win you uh, over any nice guy awards with the fans going forward. I don't really know how long it takes to overcome something like this considering the way he's been playing very hot and cold this year I mean remember like last week he was on the COVID list and there was a point where he really needed a night off because he was just not playing well whatsoever clearly that's kind of carried over into the early part of 2022 when he's hearing booze and I just don't know unless he starts having some Evan Fournier style performances where he's dropping 40 uh maybe the julius randall version that we saw in the playoffs last year and leading up to that point i don't know how you're gonna really win the fans back over after they clearly heard you post game with what you thought about them booing you and how that affected you uh i don't i don't know if he's gonna be able to overcome this one anytime soon or do anything to win himself some favors
0: Well, Fournier was in the zone last night. In the zone, brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone with his 41. But we saw this in New York earlier this year, and it was with Francisco Lindor and Javi Baez of the Mets who did the thumbs-down thing. And there was the feeling that Baez and Lindor, as close as they are, that maybe one was having a bad influence on the other. Both are starting to learn about New York, and it was a mistake and the fans got on him for a few days, but they were able to get past it. The thing with Julius Randle is, you came out last year, and they could not have loved you more. They have a short memory. You can't afford to have a short memory. This, and this is what really... Um, I, I'm just so bothered by this... When it's just such an easy, easy fix on his part, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, the fix that you do here is just like Javi Baez did and Francisco Lindor did two days after the thumbs down thing. They said, sorry, guys, we didn't mean to. I don't think that an apology is coming from Julius Randle, at least, like, with the thumbs down when they were, you know, rounding the bases and they did it at home plate. Um, at least you kind of knew like there wasn't any sort of exchange after that. Like they weren't cursing out the fan base in a post game press conference where he already had some pretty clipped answers. Um, He didn't do himself any favors by not trying to soften the blow of what he said yesterday. And this team loved him last year. And that's, that's the thing you have to realize, like as an athlete, it's what have you done for me lately? That is how it works with fans unless you are like even Hall of Famers get that treatment. And Julius Randle's not a Hall of Famer. Like he had a really good year last year. I love the resurrection for him in his career with Tom Thibodeau in New York. And he got the contract. Yes, it wasn't a max, but it was still a nice sizable contract for him coming off of the 2021 season. And to, to, to act like that. Amid a time where, yeah, you're not playing your best at the moment, and they want more from you, and this is a team that's going through a period of adversity. It just they just lost Derrick Rose like two weeks ago for the next two to three months. So I don't think this is the right time to be inciting anything with your fan base. But like, what what does he do now? Does he come out? What's what's their when's their next game? Like this weekend, he comes out and says sorry.
0: Yeah, to the I mean, crowd. It, it, it's, like, <laughs> it's listen. What has been proven and and. I do think he'll apologize because somebody will get in his ear, probably his agent, and say, look, this is one you just cannot win. But when they play against the Celtics tomorrow, I'm not going to be stunned pregame if he uh, just comes out and says, yeah, I was wrong for what I did the other day. And Mm -hmm. and not really mean it. You're going to be able to see that part of it uh, on his face. It's Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive, save over $700 on average. I, I just, I'm, a, I'm amazed by this. I'm amazed by somebody that uh, understands that they were all in his corner last year. They were mm-hmm. chanting MVP for him. And he got the big money this offseason, a four-year, uh, nearly $120 million contract. And yet, now, when things have not gone well, when he has not played with an edge that he had last season, and it really shows on the court that you can lose perspective of it that quickly. It is absolutely mind-boggling. That that's the case with Randall at this point. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies, solutions for every industry, 24/7 support, free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. You can't. Win Courtney when you go against the fans, you to do it
1: to do it against your home crowd, too. That's uh, it's never, I mean, doing it on the road, okay, that's one thing, but like getting booed by your home crowd, I get it, it hurts, but you don't want to lose your home fans. That's like the worst possible position to put yourself in,
0: especially when you are a team that right now is it's a middling team, yeah, on the outside looking in of the playoffs. You need them to be as supportive as possible. Julius Randle has got to wake up and understand what he's doing.
2: Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday
0: morning at ten Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN Plus. Also, catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at eight on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcast.